man. This is Dropping Jews. Yes, sir. Welcome, everybody, to this new podcast, Dropping Jews. Redefining what we thought was true. So today we wanted to talk about... It's just that jewel, that energy, man. Yeah, Einstein energy. ain't gonna know how to act, man. One Nikola Tesla when you need him, <laughs> man. Right now, let's welcome everybody back to Dropping Jews, man. What's going on, Brother Meach? What's poppin', Brother McKay? Man, I'm blessed to be here, man. Another day in the land of living, you feel me? Oh, uh, yeah, I feel you. But, you know, before we get started, I just want to wish my man a happy birthday, you hear me? Oh, man. <laughs> Such a wonderful feeling, man. Hey. <laughs> I'm 35 and I'm alive, you hear me? Somebody said, you getting old. I said, I'm getting wise, baby, you hear me? I'm just keeping it 100, you hear me? Oh, and let me get a uh, shout out to all the Muslims. Uh, Ramadan, uh, this is the final night, <laughs> fasting. Yes, sir. It, it will be tomorrow, it prayer. Uh, we made it through another year, y'all. We made it through another year. Man. What applause? Yeah, we need some applause yeah. for that. We're going to have to hit the applause. Oh, there it is right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, dudes. Hit it in there, big dog. <laughs> oh, man. But tonight, man, I'm going to talk about a, a human element that everyone possesses. They use it on many occasions. People use this to make decisions. They call it a mental impression. Ladies mm. and gentlemen, I'm talking about perception. Wow. I'm going to talk you, about perception hey, tonight, man. Man, you know, you always come with that heavy <laughs> stuff, man. I, you know, I just be in amazement, you know, every time we sit down and I'm across from you and see how you start to go into your Socrates mode. <laughs> you know what? I've been doing some reading and uh, I can't even respect that, man, with the Greeks trying to take, uh, take full credit of the... What I'm looking for. What's the word I'm looking for, Meech? Oh, man. I'm thinking for you, too. I know. It ain't came out of my mind yet. The philosophical. Okay. okay, The philosophical uh, words that they talk about, Socrates, Aristotle, you know, there were Egyptians before them. And there is no background on how the Greeks started. this whole philosophical that's another story here ladies but and that ties into your perception so Woo. i mean from the onset you know my brother you know what do you want to talk about tell us how you feel they say perception at times can be deceptive they say perception at times can broaden someone's horizon there's so many things you could go with perception man but i think as a human element dog it it, it can it can either make you tunnel vision or it can open your eyes to what's really going on out here you know, one of the examples that I think of is when people say America is the greatest place to be. How can you make that statement when you have not lived in any other country in the world when you just basing it off a perspective of what you see in the media? They talk about one little city or one little country <laughs> and yeah. America is the small. I mean, well, I ain't going to say the smallest, but it's smaller than all those other countries you talk about. How can you base something off of something that you never went through in life? I'm talking about experience, man. Right. In right. order to say that this something is the best, that means you have to go through a lot of things just to say that. And that's what I'm saying, perception, man. We perceive things to be true that may not be true, bro. So what is the impetus? What you mean? What is the explain yourself, brother? Explain <laughs> yourself. Just, well, well, you know, you know, I can go kind of like okay, if you were Socrates, if you the well, you don't want to be Socrates, but you know, I call you my black Socrates. <laughs> so you black Socrates, and I can be black Aristotle. You know what I'm saying? I'm your student, brother. You know what I mean? So, what is the driving force? I heard you say, uh, they say, you know, and, and definitely there are macro influences on our micro society. But, I mean, what is that moving force for us to have this tunnel vision? What do you think? Well, the example I gave, some people call that patriotism. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, you, you're a patriot, right? You, oh, man, look at this. You know, America is the greatest country ever. 
freedom of speech, freedom to do whatever you want. But where do you think that patriotism? Oh uh, well, I think it's it's got a from. lot to do with tradition, uh, media, uh, just uh, schools. Everything that the system is built on is built on you. You know, it's kind of like a, a a team. You know what I'm saying? You want to build confidence in your team. In order for that team to 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 be able to, to win or to go out there and put their best foot forward, man. But you know the perception is they might not be a good team. But who am I to tell them that they can't be a great team? You know what I'm saying? If they perceive themselves good, it, it might work out for them. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, dog, the perception, man, is is crazy because remember we had Chris on here. Right. And I said, hey, man, you took crack calculated risk. He said... I'm gonna use the definition of risk. Uh, we may perceive it in two different ways. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Certain people read certain books and they may get something different out of it, even though it's the same words on that page. So what I'm saying is we should use perception to engage with other people to learn more instead of trying to deceive people, man. Because when I remember I was telling you earlier, Adolf Hitler, he had a perception, correct? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> he, he had a perception, right? Of course he did. But was it the right perception to have? According to his experiences and according to what happened after World War One and what they did to Germany, they basically crippled the nation and made them say, You pay back the debt. You understand what I'm saying? So this built a resentment that was already within the German people. He just capitalized on the perception of America at the time, and he was able to rally enough people to eventually overthrow the government at the time in Germany. So, I mean, even when you look at the slave master and the slave, <laughs> he used the Bible to enslave the people and tell them you're supposed to obey the master. That was their perception, man. That's true. It's very deceitful, man. The Constitution. It was based on perception. <laughs> Everything you think of and that originated was built on some kind of perception, bro. You know, I think a lot of times certain humans, man, they can use perception to their advantage because power, like we always go, it's an egotistical thing and they want to be rulers. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people want to play God until the stuff hit the fan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When somebody call you out on your bull crap, they don't perceive it the same way, bro. They didn't understand it the same way you understand it, right? Yeah. So is that person wrong or he just got a different point of view? You're right. You're making a, a good <laughs> point, brother. I'm, I'm sitting up here trying to be on your perception right now. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, man, I be thinking, man, lately, be looking at all these pages, these Instagram pages, you know what I'm saying? You know, a lot of times people just want to be heard, man. Yeah, but- But, and, they, can't take, but they can't take the uh, criticism that comes with it. Yeah, but you and that's and as you was talking, I was thinking that a lot of times uh, people per perceive things as a matter of fact. Mm, you talking you, about that realism, okay? Right. Go on people ahead, perceive things as okay. This is the real thing. Like, let's use religion as a present example. Uh -oh. You know, you uh -oh. go to church, the preacher preaches, and he's speaking the word. Or, you know, for instance, somebody that's a scientist and he believes in evolution and evolution is the word, you know, or you might go to a senator and Democrat is the word or you might talk to mm. a thought and horn is the word or you <laughs> might talk to a street dude and gangster is, is, is being real or if this person is a snitch, you know. But that doesn't make it a matter of fact. But so many people throw their perception as if it's true. But there are some things... As I said to somebody the other day, they're tried, true, and tested that we know is the fact. You turn on a gas stove, you put your hand, hand on the on flame, you're yeah. going to get, get burned. burned. Yes, sir. You, if you got two cars that's running on one side of the street and one crossover, and they're going in the same trajectory, it's going to crash. It's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? If, if you, in, in our country... If you pull up the middle finger, everybody knows that that is right. because it, it, there are certain things that's culturally accepted to know that's fact. But other things beyond that, people act as, as I said, matter of fact. And that's, that's very interesting because when I see the news, 
Oh. oh my God! They they were. I was looking at something today. They was getting on Kenny Anderson real bad uh, because uh, he went a couple few years back to North Korea uh, with Dennis Rodman to play an exhibition basketball uh, game in front of the president of North Korea. So <laughs> Piers Morgan was interviewing him, and Piers Morgan was really coming after him like, "Why you shake his hand? Are you clapping?" And then he was like, "I'm in this country. They took my passports." What do you expect me to do? Right. You understand? So like, what I'm supposed to do? Don't shake his hand. Right. But even beyond that, why does North Korea have this bad image? That's a good question. Why does Cuba, why did Cuba have this bad image? That's a good question. Do people, have people taken the time out and look at the Spanish-American war? Who? That's just a question. You know, I I mean, because when you start getting diving into it, you use patriotism. I'm going to take it a little deeper, a word called jingoism. Woo! <laughs> it's getting heavy, Hey, folks. my boys say, you ready to drop the Jews? I'm ready drop to drop Jews, it, baby. baby drop when we talk about perception, perception. man. There's so Woo. many people, man, they blind. Blind faith in their own perception. Mm. So, mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. Hey, we done got heavy on her. <laughs> And I'm feeling light. You feel me? <laughs> Woo! But no, nah, it's 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 crazy that you say that when you was talking about North Korea. Yeah. You know, back then they hated Obama when he said I was wanted to set up a meeting to talk to even my friends, right, and my enemies, right. But now today, according to Fox News, they perception Trump has another moral victory because he was able to get a deal with North Korea. But y'all was hating on Obama. When he was trying to do the same situation, bro. But but look at the perception in that. The 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 if, see Obama, he's probably a good family man. And I just want to make this preface before I say what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Obama, we love you. You're probably okay. a good brother. Yes, sir. You probably take care of business. That's right. But we know you were a pawn. Mm. They know you were a pawn. But even though they know Obama was a pawn, you see how just because he's a black man, he's going to get that extra criticism. Because what is that subliminally telling the populace? The black man can't, can't exactly. make that decision. Yeah. They, 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 all, they, give it, they plan on people's perceptions. Mm. And they know it, even though they know he a pawn. The whole presidency ain't nothing but a pawn. I mean, where it originated from, the president wasn't nothing but a mediator in the first place before the, uh, the whole... Um, executive or judicial branch before the constitution ever was even invented you know right so i you know back when they was just what what you what we what, we, what was it a uh it was not a confederation ain't that what it was before the America? continental congress Conti- yeah the continental congress thank you brother meach you know this is my yeah. historian over uh, here i'm your ghetto <laughs> philosopher ghetto aristotle ghetto historian but remember back then when they had meetings, the presidency didn't have nothing. He didn't even have a vote. He was just a mediator in the meeting. Yeah, the, he didn't even have a voice. Yeah, the whole purpose originally they wanted a, a weak government. They wanted the states to be strong. So the the Continental Congress was weak, but it was causing problems in the early colonies because you know when states were having issues, the government. Couldn't really regulate the states. Exactly. So there we lead into the declaration. But yeah, there was things that happened like Shay's Rebellion, but we ain't got to get into yeah, that. Yeah, we still yeah, talking yeah, about Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talking about, but that all has to tie into that. Mm-hmm. It was a perception that, you know, look, man, you just sit over there at the table. You just mediate this meeting, but we going to take care of business. And that's all the president, what, pre- what, what power the president has? He can veto. He still got to have the Congress to support him in order to pass a bill, correct? Yeah, and that's a hundred percent correct. And 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 you said a, a very great point. The fact that at some point we went from a weak central government to a strong central government, and the steps that happened in between the Continental Congress and to the Declaration of Independence or the uh, combining of the Union, you see you start to see a lot of resentment that grow within the workers, within the farmers, within the people who didn't have as much. So, yeah, that was a concern uh, with a lot of the 
bourgeoisie. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. There were a lot of concerns with the bourgeoisie or, or the people who were trying to protect their interests. So creating a declaration of independence, yes, it gave something for everybody, but it really protected the people who had a vested interest in this nation from a monetary standpoint. Mm. So, yes, we're going to give you a little property. We're going to let you get, uh, you know, get you a little money. We're going to, you're going to pay taxes, but you know, y'all stay on that side of the track or y'all stay on that side of the land and we're going to stay on this side and we're going to continue to make money off of you guys. That's the perception he just introduced to y'all. That's the, that's the American philosophy. Ooh. That is the American way. And, and if you don't understand that it's always been about money within this country. <laughs> You know what? I just challenge people sometimes. You know, don't take my word. Do your you know? homework. Go look at, go read some books look, and challenge read. some of these so-called scholars because a lot of people who who scholarly they don't want to address the true issues. They try to they try to be in the middle. But we know what the problem is in this country. Go ahead. But my question for you means how are they perceived as scholars? <laughs> because they know something that many people just don't want to do the research on. I mean, it's a question. Like I said, perception is deception if used wrongfully. Right. It is the, it, also, I'm going to add on to that. It's deception if you don't have the totality of the argument. And if you don't have the totality of the argument, then you can, that person who on the receiving end of that information is unable to actually think and reason for themselves because you create a narrative for them. Mm, it's mm. crime in St. Louis. Like I was saying before, it's crime in St. Louis. Are they shooting over there? It's the 13%. That's what they thinking. But you have to see the whole totality of that as well. You have drugs coming in the community. You have guns coming in the community. You have a police force that is intentful on discriminating against African-Americans within that community. So, yes, based on a lot of different factors that's in play, when you start looking at these things, you will start to get an idea of what's truly going on, aside from the narrative, what they're trying to make you perceive. And it's crazy. It's like that. But even like what you were talking about, the police. I mean, even what's going on today, the way they view African-American young men. You know what I'm saying? How can you perceive this guy to be a threat? But when you see a young boy that's shooting up a school or something, you walking him out with handcuffs. Or they shoot up a church, you taking them to Burger King or something, get something to eat. But you see a boy who ain't got nothing on him, you ready to shoot him 15, 18 times, man. That's history, man, repeating itself, bro. It's a perception that they have. It's ingrained in their heads. It's like subliminally. You know what I mean, dog? And I ain't trying to get on no race war or nothing like that. But I'm just saying perception affects us to where our decision-making at times become flawed. And it don't help us if you're not trying to see the other side. That's the reason they call it perception, dog, because you got tunnel vision. You see it from your little, your little square that you living in. and you Like you just said, they talking about crime going on in north side St. Louis. You ain't never stepped side in, in, in the city. You way out there, and, you know, no disrespect, but DeSoto or somewhere, and you're going to say it's, it's rough in St. Louis. I mean, how you figure that, bro? I asked a guy, a white guy before, and he was talking about it's it's always oh, so dangerous. I said, I feel it's dangerous in our tours. I said, but I said, but when have a black guy came and shot you or robbed you for being a white guy in the city? Usually that crime is usually related. Now there are incidents where it's, you know, just out of the ordinary, yeah. but usually it's drug related. Usually it's personal. You know, but let me let me add on to that though. Let me give you the flip side to that. As far as police though, you know they have a perception within the exactly. department. They exactly. have to protect Take the blue. Yeah. So I mean, and then they want to get home to their families too, man. Let's, yeah, let's they get do. That, let's get that out there. You know what I'm saying? If you're on a job, you want it to be as safe as possible yeah. because you got yeah. more to live for than just that job. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So as as we perceive that they are wicked or whatever, put yourself in their shoe. What would you do if you was in their shoe? You know what I'm saying? The yeah, because if I was in the area where crime is rampant and it's a particular demographic, just off my personal bias, I'm going to have 
an inclination to be prejudiced towards the people in that area based on the crime in that area. Exactly. I don't think that's unreasonable. Right. It's just when they use excessive force, unnecessary Seriously. excessive exactly. force. Exactly. It's so crazy because I think that at times people love the police, but really that nobody wants to be in a policeman's shoes. Everybody talks that stuff about, oh, we support our police, but you really don't support them. You know, you're not in the trenches. You don't understand what they have to go through. You have good cops out here who trying to stop drugs, just trying to stop crime, but you have people over them like, nah, just let it go. Don't worry about it. Because there's bigger fish out there. It's something bigger than them. Mm, y'all don't know about the Contra Wars or the Rick <laughs> Ross. Um, look him up. He had ties with Noriega. Yeah, mm, and he was a CIA informant. Right. Okay. I'm just saying, like the perception that people have, man, it's just stupid, crazy, man. Because I, I, it creates their ideology to where they think in one way, man. It's easy to fall in line. It's hard to be on that outside to be a rebel or the outside thinker. Because it's easy to say, well, I'm going to just be with them because I don't want to be looked at as a, a, a communism or, you know what I'm saying, different thinking. Man, or Man, I do not understand <laughs> that. You speak on communist. I do not understand why people hate <laughs> communists. I do not understand it. Like, people, uh, people want to talk about the Bolsheviks, and they want to talk about Karl Marx, and they talk about what Stalin did, and they talk about... You know, the guy in China, y'all, oh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but the guy in China, uh, he was a dictator in China at the time. They want to talk about him. They want to talk about Mussolini. They talk about Adolf Hitler. And I'm just trying to understand, like, you have to understand why they did what they did. Then you get an understanding of why I came over here. I think exactly. the idea of socialism isn't bad. You know what I'm saying? And I think people have this negative connotation on socialism but it's not necessarily negative actually socialism and communism is the reason why we have social security mm. we have medicare medicaid you know we have a lot of these social welfare programs that people are benefiting from today the same republicans who are against this are benefiting from social security the same republicans who are against this are are, are benefiting from public health care you dig what i'm saying so how can you call out something that you benefit from <laughs> Cause it's the perception if you're on welfare, then you just trying to get a handout. You understand what I'm saying? Who hasn't got a handout? <sighs> who has not gotten a handout? You show me one person who hasn't gotten help, and I give you all the money out of my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> I put all my money on my bank account on the line right now. Uh, Every single person has gotten help. Even if you reduce it at its simplest form. Exactly. Like, even as a baby, somebody had yes. to care for you. Exactly. Somebody had to feed you. Mm. Somebody had to teach you how to speak. Somebody had to tie your shoes. Some teach you how to fight. Somebody had to teach you how to love. But somebody had to teach you these things. Right, right. But just think if you lived in a world where perception wasn't as uh, dominant as it is now, man. You, could you see just how people would get along, man? When you talk to people, man, and you leave all that, all the ideology or the perception that you had about this particular group or whatever, you learn that it's a lot of common things that y'all do have than y'all don't. Well, let me take it to some science then, brother. I think that, you know, as I mentioned before, we are in a synthetic culture, mm. uh, and this culture is based off emotions. Indeed it is. It is not based upon logic and reasoning you know every day we leave this house i'm gonna keep saying this i'm gonna keep saying it till you know it hit home every day we leave this house we are being attacked you know even before we leave the house we are being attacked with mm. labels and brands and corporatization and corporate fascists and the oligarchs are trying to juice every single dollar out of us and then as we go go out here in this world we come across the same people who 
who who are emotional you look at comments on instagram and facebook and just read some of the stuff people be saying it's like where's your reasoning where happens putting yourself in that person's shoes and really understanding what certain people are going through why are you quick to judge people why are you quick quick to uh criticize people and you know what i've come to respect jesus more by understanding how he lived his fight so many people want to talk down on people who are religious or who have a, a religious belief it is nothing wrong with loving everyone it's, what's exactly. wrong with that it's, that's true what is wrong with treating everybody the same mm. what is wrong with being around people who you think are bombs you know it, it it messed me up i was at work yesterday and i was in the office with a with a couple of individuals and this one lady was telling me how it's a lady that across the street from our job that who homeless and she go over there and helping us it, and it just tore my heart it, it messed me up because i'm like man you know we got all this money in this building all this money that drive past her every day and nobody wants to help her because mm. we think she, she has to pull herself up by the bootstrap yeah, I was <laughs> She think we think that we think that she put herself in that position. How selfish is that? You know what? It's crazy you say that because that's what drives selfishness, dog. Somebody's perception, man. I better hold this tight to me. They can't get none of this because I don't want to help them out, man. But at some point, like you said, they somebody helped them out at one point, correct? Like you said, they had to teach them how to love. They had to teach them how to learn. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm finna get scientific, too, but the human body, the soul, the temple that you should be feeding, dog, we we all into this materialism world, man. It's it's so materialistic, dog. And we feel like that we made it, dog. I mean, look at look at look at look at the suicides, bro. Bourdain, uh, Kate Spade. Anthony Bourdain, yeah. Kate Spade, yeah. They, they had it. I mean, I ain't gonna say they had it all, but they was they was sufficient. They was wealthy, bro, to the point to where what's going on? We perceived them to be in good, you know, in mm -hmm. good standards because they had money and everything. But dog, it still do not satisfy the soul. Dog, it's, it's that's why I say perception, man. You gotta understand, like Meech was just saying, y'all, man. You you gotta put yourself in their shoes, man. We don't know what was going on over there because we, and then we don't even want to know because we figure they made it. We mad. We hey, we hate to congratulate somebody that make it. And then a lot of times the people that do make it, like you was talking about the last podcast, the elitism, they be feeling like, well, I did it on my own. So you gotta figure that out on your own, dog. You because people, as much as they are capitalists, they don't want competition. No. Nobody wants competition because that's threatening their pockets. And threatening their pockets is threatening their family and their livelihood and their, their legacy. So they're not going to help someone get to the same level as them. This is a, this is a crab in a bucket, crab in a barrel mentality. However you want to say it. Yes, However you want to say it. Yes, sir. Yes. But, but let me ask you this. How much money do you need to live? How much money is enough? Man, I was thinking that today when I was out in town and country and I'm looking at these big houses and I'm like, man, this is all. And some of these people in, them, in them, those big houses by themselves. That lady that I was telling you about across the street from our job, she could have lived in one of them rooms in one of these big houses that only one person lived. And they probably got five, six other rooms. They probably got sections or wings in their home they ain't even been in in a year. Think about that. I got a wing in my house I ain't been in in a year. <laughs> but you got to think about it. She perceived that lady as being probably crazy, messed up, some kind of junkie. You know what I'm saying? What it, but we don't know what happened. What if she, what if, what if she uh, was on a job that they eliminated and then she had no other, other way to go to, another route to go through. Exactly. Like you said, capitalism plays an important role because it's all about the almighty dollar. If I can cut out, cut out a section of a, or a department, lay people off, I'm rich. Right. Sorry for you. Uh, figure it out. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, right. and, and capitalism in and of itself, the whole ideology behind it has been wonderful because we able to capitalize in a in a way that we probably would have never have in recorded history the type of wealth that has been garnered and generated but with that wealth we have lost morals values and principles so what do you want to give up you know you got to give up something 
Well, we have given up a lot, honestly. You know, by giving up that, we have forgotten about the tradition of our ancestors. We don't take in consideration that we are part of a lineage that dates back mm, since the start exactly. of man. Exactly. Since the start of man, exactly. we we go there and 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 each one teach one. Exactly. Bro, it's all about what you perceive it as, dog. Like if you wanna, if you wanna look at, you know what I'm saying, the way the banks look at you, you know they wanna go through your whole credit history and everything. They wanna hold tight to that money, and then they feel like, oh, if I can't make a dime off you, you can't get this money, dog. We don't wanna see. We don't wanna give you an opportunity like we give these other companies because right. it's based off of, uh, where they made. What about me? You know what I'm saying? I wasn't in the position. I don't come from a wealthy family. So I had to work hard all my life. You know what I'm saying? Not to say I didn't, I didn't get no help, but I had help. But at the same time, why is you penalizing me for not being one of the wealthiest? Or You know what I'm saying? Or being able to show something. Then you want to give me these high interest rates. You you give me a high interest rate than you would the wealthy. And it's crazy how they perceive the middle class as not being able to to be successful, well, I ain't gonna say they don't see it as being successful, but they they are more strict in their uh, guidelines or th the way they want to give you the money because they feel like, uh, well, it's a risk in giving you money. Like, how do you perceive risk? It was a risk when you started this bank. It was a risk for you to even be here. You know what I'm saying? It was a risk for you to even be born, dog. Like back in the days, dog, they didn't have all the medical That's technology good. or the yeah. uh, medical knowledge that they have now. But it was a risk for you to be here on this earth, man. Right, right, yeah. And, and it goes back to what you was talking about, the ecosystem, bro. Yeah. Everything plays a part in the ecosystem. But what, what the human has to offer to it, dog? <laughs> if anything, we destroy it more than we help it, dog. You going to learn so much about perception when you actually go out into nature. Man. So, you know, my man Dubs, he feeling good. <laughs> right. He got that look. Yeah, we hey, we gonna go on break. break. Yeah, but Dub by Z will be here and he will give his two cents because we remember my name Dub I Zizzle Hot make pot sizzle Spit game cold like your favorite popsicle Never lukewarm temperament much cooler Everybody watches like they name Frank Mueller Looking at the TV hoping they can see me But I'm in Tahiti chilling in a teepee Found me an exotic bitch I call her Titi Forgot how to pronounce her name Hey Dub I Zizzle retract what I said give your two cents because I think your advice is worth more than two cents brother I think you got a lot to say that people can can take from it man so let me retract two cents man this man worth a billion dollars what he's about to say <laughs> hey, right now two, two cents is better than none <laughs> <laughs> yeah man we back on we was talking about just perception man I think we want to get more in depth now perception but going back on 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 the ecosystem bro um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, and just to speak on that, you know, every organism on this planet plays its role, and it's, and it's uh, I don't want to say subconscious, but it's, it's a natural thing for them to play their part because that, that's, they know that's all they, that's their purpose in, in life is to do whatever it asks for, you know. You know, some people may not believe in God or, you know, you got the atheist. But I'm just saying, what the higher power that created this world created these species or these uh, organisms to play a natural role in the ecosystem. And it's all within a balance. You know, when they talk about the yin and the yang, yeah, it's a balance. You know what I'm saying? It's good we have all these innovations and everything, but who's to say that what we're doing is not hurting the earth or the planet, bro? Well, I think it is. Mm. That's your perception? That is my perception. <laughs> Write that down. Anybody listening to me, I said it. <laughs> well, well, they do say that perception is reality. Mm. Okay. And that goes back to what you were saying sometime, uh, earlier, Meech, about is their way of thinking about certain things yeah. wrong? Yeah. Because of their experience. Right. Mm hmm and because of their experiences, it, it shapes their perception. And right. their perception is their reality. Right. right. And I think um a lot of our a lot of our perceptions are actually not those of our own. 
Mm. Yeah. A lot of times it's it's been taught to us, like you said, Mikhail, traditional. You know, it's been indoctrinated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you're taught from a young age about certain things. If you look at stuff from a point of view of, I don't know what that person experienced for them to be feeling the way that they are, it might give give, give more people a chance to try to empathize with where somebody else comes from and then will open up, you know, a chance for dialogue. But you have a lot of people like the white lady that clutches her purse Ooh. when she when you walk past her. Yeah. You know, she might have been robbed last week, you know. Or she may have been grown up being force fed what the media tells you and the stereotypes of a certain group of people and which is namely minorities. So Looking at it from that point of view, it 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 I, I can't fault everybody absolutely that does something that to me is messed up, you know. Because like I said, you don't know what that person's been through, yeah. what they've been taught. So, in the words of Dr. Martin the King, we're gonna get the language right tonight, baby. <laughs> <laughs> because so many times when people go through these experiences. Mm-hmm. Then words that we all that are common to us all are defined differently based on what these people have experienced. So, for instance, a a robber or a thug mm-hmm. might be one thing to one individual, and a thug or a robber might be another thing to me. And sometimes when we talking, we may we talking on two different frequency, mm-hmm. but yet you trying to hammer home a point to someone who has a different understanding Standing. to the definition mm-hmm. than you have. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So you're thinking on a emotional because you take it personally that they don't understand you. You got to tune your frequency, just adjust it. Both of the people got to adjust their frequency, get on the same page, and then learn. Okay, what happens to you? Why do you feel like this against blacks? Why do you feel like this against whites? Why do you feel like this against Asians? Why do you feel like this against Bosnians? Why do you feel like this against any type of ethnic group? Because mm-hmm. when you dive deep, people have had deep-rooted experiences that have they haven't necessarily healed completely from. So they carry it. And it don't make it no better when you look on the 10 o'clock news and they show sure, yeah. those same things and they just put it on blast. So right. it reinforces, it conditions you even more yeah. to feel deeply as you do. But can you pass judgment on the whole of the people as far as, like you said, the, the white lady, she clutch her purse when she see a young black male walk by. Mm. Is it right for her to perceive that every black young male is out here doing that when there are other examples or instances that black male are out here being successful or they out here being contributional to the world? I mean, I understand it's a person experience. And like you said, they you, a lot of times they say a person's perception is reality. Mm-hmm. But when do you come outside that box and say, well, maybe, maybe just that person was messed up. Well, I'm going I'm to play devil's advocate here. You say, what makes it right? What makes it wrong for that person to feel like every young black male has the potential of doing them harm if their experiences and their environment has conditioned them to believe this is how these, these type of people well, I'm going to counteract that then. If that's the case, then black people should hate white people because of the heinous acts that were done to us 400 years ago. Yeah. Well, over 400 years ago. But I'm just saying, we were lynched, killed, uh, mothers taken away. Right. Families, yeah, families split up. But when I look around, this is just this is my personal opinion. This is my perception. <laughs> black people are more open-minded to to giving other people a chance to get to know them, you know what I'm saying, to to live in a society with them. When you think about it, think about this. How many white people you know want to come live in a black neighborhood? Then I'm going to tell you how many black people want to live in a white neighborhood. But you know what? I, you know what? I think that we, we do have to give white people some credit because I do see white people live in black areas and they proud to be in the neighborhood. Like my neighborhood, it, I mean around my neighborhood is predominantly white. I mean, black, pardon me, but, you know, I've, some of my neighbors, they really love my neighborhood. And they like, when I when I first was looking at my house and, 
You know, I was telling this lady, she was a white woman. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to buy it. She's like, oh, you want to go move out there in St. Charles? Oh, no. Why are you going out there? It's a good neighborhood over there. Don't go out to St. Charles. We need people in this neighborhood. I like, she... I like her. <laughs> no, but I think that you just don't hear that story, though. Because, as I said, the narrative, white people and black people and every other ethnicity who, are, who have the same struggle of going to a nine to five and paying bills, you know, a couple times a month, have on the same wavelength. It's just the small few continue to perpetuate this pathological narrative. It, it is ingrained within trying to say y'all against one another. Mm-hmm. When in reality, we much closer to one another. Wow. I, I truly believe we're much closer. It's just it, it never gets highlighted. I, and I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that all white people are bad. or You know what I'm saying? But I was just saying, making a point of you, you can't. It's, what makes what makes yeah? A person, what makes that person? Yeah, a, a, a person, even a person's what we would consider a messed up perception of how they see things. Exactly. What makes it right? And on, on everybody has morals. Everybody has codes. Everybody has standards. Based off of that is how we gauge a person's actions or how they look at things. Mm. The only thing I'm saying, which which I'm not saying that it's not wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that in their heads, yeah. Just like you've been conditioned to go to school, get a job, and work every day, it's the same word. thing that, that they that they may have been conditioned at. Stay away from the city, North St. Louis. <laughs> when you see a young black That's male clutch your purse. You know what I'm saying? We don't know what they've been taught because there's been experiences and times when people who've had a certain perception of a group of people get around those individuals and then their whole perception changes. Yeah. Because they because Evolution. of that experience. No, but I agree with you. I don't necessarily think it's wrong for people to have that perception because listen, when I'm drive down to Atlanta and I gotta stop in a small little town <laughs> in Tennessee, I'm like your perception. Man. <laughs> God. Let me hear you. Oh, don't let me see no crosses. You did? I'm not stopping in this town. For real. So I feel it too. Like, I'll be like, right. nah, I ain't, ugh, nah, you know what? So, I mean, I, I don't think it's necessarily wrong to feel like that. It's just, I'm open to having those conversations. I can say, look, I, I feel this way, but let's bridge the gap. Who is willing to do that? It's not too many people because, <laughs> unfortunately, that indoctrination is strong. Yeah. Like, a lot of people lean on that. Yeah. You know, a lot of people can't accept anything out of out of the normal. I mean, if you, you just think about in The Matrix, when old boy who wanted to go back in yeah. after he came out, he was eating the steak, was like, right. oh, boy, I wish I could eat another I, piece yeah, of steak. Yeah, I wish I, yeah. this steak was real. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you have people that's hold, that hold so firm yeah. to their perception because if that gets changed, and like I said, perception is reality, then their whole reality is 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 warped. And some people probably wouldn't know how to how to function outside of that. You know, but you do have people like like minded brothers like yourselves who's open minded, who can experience something and then look deeper in that experience and gain you know what I'm saying, what you need out of it, whether it's going to be you changing your mind about something or standing firm on your perception. You know what's a good antidote for people who have this narrow perception? Go to a country where you don't know the language and sit in a restaurant. We Lord have mercy. Go to a country, you don't speak the native language, and just sit down. You'll realize how insignificant you are. There are seven and a half billion people in this world, if not more. That's just who they accounted yeah, for. Oh, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's so much out here beyond our scope. And America, since we are away from a lot of the rest of the world, they try to isolate us in their this dogmatic ideology of Americanism and 
and nationalism talk that, and talk patriotism, meets. man. You know, dogmatic. But, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you already know, but you know, it it it, it goes for me. This goes back deeper than even when America was institutionalized as a nation. It goes back into how the programming of Western philosophy. This just that's <laughs> for it. I mean, for me, it just like when you get into kind of understanding the psychology behind the structure of this country. People have always had this mentality. They had a piece of this, even if they didn't set this up. Whereas when you start talking to other people from different countries, they have more of a communal idea of the world. Like we're together, you know, you're my friend, they're happy. You know, they might not have much, but they're, they're actually enjoying life with the little bit. You gotta understand, we, you know, for us to, you know, to make the type of money we make being middle-class Americans, we are doing a lot better than the rest of the world. We are. And, you know, a lot of these people in this country take that for granted. I think that the biggest thing from those countries that don't have the monetary um, access mm -hmm. that we have have to find pleasure, peace, joy, happiness in, in other things besides what you can afford or what yeah. you can buy. And as I get older, I'm starting to realize that that's the actual important thing is the people around you, the family that you have, the friends, your relationship, you know, your experiences. You had made a comment about how much money do you actually need to exactly. live. Yes, yeah, sir. We only live how we live because of what society around Ooh. us and what your yeah. perception or what other people's perception of being well off is. So that's why most of us live the way we live. Somebody I was talking to before made a good point. If men could get women without showering, <laughs> shaving, <laughs> driving expensive cars, or wearing certain clothes, <laughs> they wouldn't. They only do that shit because of perception. Ooh. I, need, I, I, I need her to look at me and I see her fly, you, and, yeah. you know, and I smell good and I'm, I'm whipping good, you know what I'm saying? But ultimately, you don't, you don't need that shit because you don't want nobody that wants you just for what you got. You know, you want to feel that that connection on a more natural level. Hey, and that's what those people from those right. third world, you know, not yeah. and not just third world countries, but outside of the, of United, the yeah. United States. They hey, have to rely on that. Hey, hey, let me just go down my resume real quick. Hey, baby, you know, I got a Mustang. The tree didn't fell on it. I got <laughs> in my car. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a lot of money. But look, I'm, a, I'm comfortable in who I am. Right. So it's going to take me as I am. <laughs> you know what, man? I always tell people that I'm comfortable in my skin, bro. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's people funny think we probably went on a tangent, but this is all based on perception. Pers yeah, man, everything I, is put hey, in perspective. Hey, bro. Kanye West, he had, uh, I think he screenshot, he put it on one of his social media platforms about an individual named Edward Bernay. I knew about him about six, seven years ago, but he was, uh, he was actually the nephew of Sigmund Freud, and he wrote a book called Propaganda. Now, I didn't read the whole book; I read some of it. And you know, if you look at some of his videos, there, there's plenty of videos of him on YouTube where he's talking about. How they modernize? He's he's basically the father of public relation, and how they started the campaign in the 1920s. Because at one point, in time, oh, I think it was that World War. That was for World War Two. No, it was, it was it was it was after World War One, but it yeah. was a, it was it was an event in in New York, and I can't remember the date offhand, but. You know, it, it used to be taboo for women to smoke in public. It sure was. Where he started, hey, go to this, pull out your cigarettes and call them freedom sticks. <laughs> That's their whole yeah, perception, right, wasn't it? Right, right. Yeah, but heard, man, yeah, but but that. that man, but he, but because once they start understanding psychology, they knew how to tailor. Like I was telling somebody, you ever know that? Like it, there were studies that say typically when people shop, they go to the right. Exactly. So I don't know if you pay attention. If you all these new targets, how they remodeling? When you walk in, they got one door on the front, and where are you going? To the right. 
You know, so I'm like, dang, they got this stuff down to science. Like, they just, and people think, a lot of people think it's their perception. But uh, I'm here to tell you today, brother, you've been duped. You've been had. You've been bamboozled. You run run amok, led astray, in the words of my great brother, Malcolm. (laughs) (laughs) Man, we done got so heavy and deep on here, bro, man. I, I just want somebody to come away with all this knowledge that's being dropped these jews man it's unbelievable i I want people who listen to us if y'all rock with us i want y'all to get involved in a discussion and we can do some things to help each and every one of our communities whether you're in another state another country we can all collab and we can start talking about putting out that positive energy it might not change during our generation but it may change in the future. But by us putting out that energy, mm-hmm. yeah, that jewel, right. that jewel, dropping <laughs> them jewels, yeah, dropping man. Jewels. Well, I appreciate you, uh, you gentlemen. No, hey. having me once again, Shh. give my two cents. No, Doug, I said a billion dollar man. It's a billion dollar advice, baby. Well, that's you know what, what I'm saying. Hey, we appreciate you joining us. I mean, and we hope y'all got something out of this. Seriously, man, perception is a very very, very, it's just so much of a good topic to talk about because it's just so many people you come across and they just be acting like their perception is the truth. Woo! Man. But to them, it, it is. is. It is the truth. Hey, real quick. One of you all's topics at one point is going to be quantum physics. Oh, oh my, my God! There you go. Because that will be on that. The episode. only reason why this table is real is because my mind perceives it to be I, I perception. Told, we just got heavy, <laughs> man. Hey, stay tuned, man. We got more to come. Man. I swear to God, it's, we just touching the yeah, surface yeah. right now. Hey, hey, I'm gonna plug myself real quick. Come on, Doug, plug yourself, man. Uh, one of the podcasts, my boy Meese made a comment about the African chain, <laughs> and, and, and I do have some 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 African chains that you all can go check out pharaohliving.com. And uh, if y'all didn't know, I do music as well. Uh, y'all check me out at Dub by ZSTL. Produce uh, sound, that's actually SoundCloud.com forward slash Dub by ZSTL. And your podcast too. Yeah, and right and I do a podcast. Uh, called the Zero Sensor Podcast, uh, which you can check that out. It's on funny Sound, too. They crazy. Dot com forward slash Zero Sensor Podcast. So my hands in a lot of a lot of things, man. Hey, a we, lot of things. Hey, we appreciate. We appreciate you, y'all. Hey, y'all. look at us. We're gonna be on all the podcast platforms, man. Right now, and uh, what SoundCloud? It's uh, coming. Apple. Apple Music, SoundCloud, SoundCloud dropping jewels. And Revolt TV. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Want that check. Diddy, come holler at us, man. Want that check, Diddy. (laughs) We out, y'all. She was innocent, far removed from intimate yeah. Used to hula hoop with Shonda Nemo 55th Playing double dutch, fucked around with such and such Came back in the hood, whipping a truck, Ferragamo clutch oh, Trying to floss, now them other bitches hate Walk in the wrong house, catch some better bitches wait Just sticky for your valuables and leave your ass with Nathan And there ain't no escaping, all your shit for the take Cause you the one that wanted all these hoes to envy you Now they running into you Trying to get an interview And if you don't oblige them Then they trying to stick shit into you Wanna see this talent unfold Stick around for season two